Have you noticed that some diseases keep on coming back if you're suffering from it coming back again and again and again? Why is that? You see, this doesn't just happen in conventional medicine. It happens in holistic medicine and holistic health as well. And in this episode of the NG Healing Podcast, we're going to dive deep into why that is. So if you're somebody who's suffering from a particular disease, whether it be inflammation, it be pain, it could be arthritis, autoimmune disease, why do some people keep on suffering? Now, I've done a lot of research into the research going on. It is quite obvious. So in traditional thinking and the way we've been brainwashed, and it is a brainwashing, the focus is on the symptoms. So you've got a disease and you're looking at the disease as if it's your enemy. You know this is true because we talk about fighting cancer or fighting breast cancer. And so you're making the disease to be your enemy. Actually, the disease is a friend. The symptoms are a friend. So you might think, oh my God, how can you call it a friend? This is so painful, hurtful. Yeah, hold on, hold your horses for a minute. My name is Harun Rabbani. I'm the host of the NG Healing Podcast. And I have been working in the field of science and medicine since 1996, initially working with some of the top doctors in the world uh, in endoscopy and then ENT and gynecology and then later on exploring the synergy between consciousness and science and seeing where they meet, where they agree upon things and things are moving so much more forward. You see, some of the stuff that the ancients have been saying are now proven to be true. So what we do is we look at the symptoms of a disease, make that to be an enemy and we attack that. You know, remember, for those of you old enough, the fight against AIDS, what was all that about? It's not about a fight. It's about let's look at the symptoms and let's look at the cause. Now, the cause might be an immediate cause. So, for example, it's I know it's a funny analogy. Imagine I'm a traditional doctor. Somebody comes up to me and says, oh, I've got a headache. And the traditional doctor might say, I know they don't do it like this so much, but they might say, here, here's a pill or let's cut that bit off that's giving you pain, right? Off you go. A more integrative approach would be to say, okay, what happens before you get the headache? And they might say, well, I get about two hours sleep. I wake up, I bang my head against the wall because I'm arguing with my partner and then I get the headache. Huh, okay, well, the doctor, that kind of doctor, before they even prescribe anything, will say, get some more sleep, six to eight hours. That's the first one. Number two, stop banging your head against the wall. Now, that is a very good approach. However, there's a one more step that people forget. So if that's the root cause, not enough sleep and banging your head physically against the wall, that gives you a headache. There's a seed cause. Where is that seed? That seed is your origin story. If you ask that person again, man or woman, you say, okay, what happened when you were six years old or seven years old before the age of seven? And they'll say, well, whenever I wanted something and my mother never used to respond to me, I used to go and bang my head against the wall. Aha. Uh -huh. So all of this, all of these patterns that you've had started off as a seed at the age of seven. Here's the thing, my friend. Between the age of zero and seven, and I go far, far back as to conception, but let's just say between the age of zero and seven, 99%, and I'm making that number up, it's a high percentage, 99% of most of everything that you're ever going to do in life, the way you think, you feel, you behave, you react, most of that will take place as an origin story at that point. Here's what happens. An incident happens, which is mildly or massively traumatic. Here's the incident. It happens and you end up with the emotional attachment that goes with it. Let's say that incident happens once, twice, even 10 times. For now, just once. That incident happened and what's the saying? Forgive and forget it. In reality, your subconscious mind won't forget it. 
End of story. So that incident happens and you've got the emotional charge. Let's say it's anger. That emotional charge is rippling through your life, throughout the course of your life. And then every now and again, something happens, a trigger event happens, and all of a sudden you flare out in this anger. Here's an example. Let's say 60-year-old Joanne goes to her daddy and says, Daddy, it's my seventh birthday tomorrow. And she said, and he says, yes, I'll be there. I'm going to build you this beautiful Wendy house, this dollhouse, and I'm going to join you in your party. So this the party is on a, on a Wednesday and it's going to be at five o'clock and all the friends are going to be around. Big day comes, he's at work, she's there at home. Her friends arrive, party starts, and she's looking around, where's daddy? A few hours pass, party's nearly over, daddy's not there. She gets to bed 8 o'clock, and then finally daddy arrives at 8.30. She's not asleep, she's sobbing in her bed. He goes to her, and, she says, and he said, darling, I'm so sorry, apologizes, hugs, and she's still crying. And then he snaps at her. I told you, I got stuck at work, we'll do it tomorrow. And in that micro moment, she's traumatized. Daddy loves me, she thinks. This is all happening subconsciously. Daddy loves me, but when I really want him and need him, he's never there. Here's what happens to that six-year-old, now seven-year-old girl. She gets to 17 or before that, 27, 37, 57, 97. She will attract men into her life. Let's assume it's a heterosexual relationship for a moment. She'll attract men into her life who might be hugely loving, but when it comes to the crunch, when she really needs and wants him, he abandons her. So she will go through life with a sense of abandonment. And so when it comes to relationships, after one or two experiences like that, she'll become more and more fearful and she'll avoid having relationships, feeling more and more lonely, isolated and disconnected. That, my friend, is the seed event. And so when it comes to healing, there are several things you've got to do. Whatever your physical or mental health or relational issue is, You've got to look at the symptoms, of course. Then you've got to look at the patterns of events because I bet your bottom dollar, most of the issues you've suffering, it's happened as a pattern. For example, if somebody is in a relationship, I've just given you that example, but someone's suffering from, let's just say, heartbreak due to work or due to money. Money might be a good issue. It might be that it goes all the way back that they grew up in childhood poverty or maybe that their parent never gave them money when they wanted it. And so all of these patterns repeat. You can do all the abundance work and all the meditation and the affirmation work. It ain't gonna do a thing. You can turn to the secret and think the law of attraction is gonna happen. It ain't gonna work. You've got to go all the way back to the seed cause, heal that issue, get rid of that trauma. Whether you work with an energy healer like myself or somebody who does work on that kind of level, like cognitive behavioral therapy, for example, CBT. So if you look at that, that's the first stage, right? Symptoms, pattern, origin, first stage, heal that. Next stage, this is very important. You see, you spent your life living that pattern, even if you heal it and you're not traumatized by it anymore, here's what happens. If you don't create a new set of behavior, a new habit, then you're going to operate from your old habit. It's because we are like a set of pro like a computer a robot. We are operating from programmings. You could heal the programming, but unless you get rid of it completely and replace it, then you're going to still act. If it's to do with abandonment, you're going to still act as if people are going to abandon you. So here's what you got to do next. This is when a coach is very useful, which is you've healed the issue and you start 
creating goals. Massive goals are the best, not little ones, massive ones. You start creating goals, actions, and habits that you form, which will help you to live from a new set of patterns. Now, can you fix all of your life in one go? No, it's impossible. In order to heal that, you really need to work with an expert. In order to heal that, you really need to get somebody who truly understands who you are, what you are, what your situation is, and to be able to heal that. And then from there, start creating a series of patterns. Here, my friend, is what happens when you operate from that. Over a period of sustained practice, and it takes about 66 days for something to become a habit, just to let you know, over a period of 12 months, 18 months, you can turn your life around completely. The question isn't, how do I do this? That's the, that's the wrong question to ask. The question isn't that. Now, if you're somebody who wants to become a healer, talk to me, I can help you. If you want to become a healer, that's a different, you can ask that question, how do I do it? But the question isn't that. The question for you, if you want to change your life, is why would I choose to create a new reality? If you do not have enough reasons why you should do it, I promise you, you will never change. Guaranteed. This is the biggest reason why people don't change. I'll create another video on why people don't change. But one of the biggest reasons people do not change their reality is because they don't have enough reasons. And it has to be selfish reasons, enlightened self-interest, I call it. It's got to be selfish reasons, selfish enough to get you off your backside and start changing. Anyway, I hope this video has been useful. Hit the like button if it has. And if you feel this will help somebody else, please share this video. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Energy Healing Podcast. Bye for now.